of life. Um, and we are so glad that uh, you can be a part of the service that we are having here. Again, uh, you know, we are having minimal participation uh, in the service uh, due to uh, the pandemic, uh, but we are here uh, to uh, lead you into worship and lead you into what God has in store for us today. If you are excited for the Word of God today, uh, I'm excited to bring it and I'm excited to uh, see how the Word of God touches your life. Um, and if you were, I know that we are on Facebook Live and we know we just spent some time in praise and worship. And um, I want to know out there on Facebook land how uh, how well everybody is, is, is enjoying the praise and worship. Um, and if you are on the Facebook land, will you just comment and just put on there and say, you know, if, what maybe was one of your best worship experiences? Or just comment about you know how you think about worship and, and what worship means to you. Um, and, and we want to make this interaction uh, interactive as much as possible. And, and we would love to have your comments and uh, love to uh, be able to connect with you uh, through this digital uh, interaction that we have available. God bless you though as um, you are here with us. God bless you in your giving. Uh, you know, this is normally part of, of our service where we receive our tithes and offerings. And um, you know, I, I almost feel like I'm a, uh, I'm a record player at times. I'm constantly repeating the same thing over and over again. But uh, for those of you who may be brand new on Facebook and you, maybe this is your first time joining us, uh, let me say welcome. But also let me say if you want to give and help support the ministry, uh, through this and, and uh, help support what God is doing uh, and His kingdom, uh, you can give. We have uh, the possible means where you can give online. Uh, you can go to pastorstrom.com and there you'll find an online giving button you can push and that will take you to an online giving option. Uh, you can also download an app. It's called Tidely. You can download that either from the iPhone, uh, iStore, uh, or through the Android um, Play Store, and uh, either one of those you can download, and um, you know, make sure you choose Redemption Place of Allegan, um, and then you can give that way as well. If you have any questions, of course, feel free to reach out to the church via Facebook uh, or other means, and, and we'd be happy to help you in that process. Um, you can also just give your tithes and offerings by mailing them to our church office. Uh, we have a P.O. Box, and that is P.O. Box 143, uh, that is in Hamilton, Michigan, 49419 is the zip code. Uh, so again, that will be to mail to Church of God uh, at P.O. Box 143, Hamilton, Michigan, 49419. We appreciate your continued faithfulness, even as we go through this struggle and through this thing. I want you to know that we are praying for you. If you are watching us right now on Facebook, we're, we're praying for you. We're praying for your finances. We're praying for your uh, money situation. I know maybe there are some of you watching right now, you have even laid off. Some of you are watching here, maybe you know the, the, the stream of finances is no longer coming through and, and you know, you're, you're struggling right now. And I can appreciate that. But I want you to know, we, we understand that God sees that. And, and God will bless all the, and any of the giving that you will give. And uh, he will bless that, and he will uh, certainly, by his grace, he will supply all of your needs. Uh, so I want to take the time and I'll pray over your finances as we also pray over the finances of his kingdom. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this great opportunity that you've given to your church, that you've given to your body, that, Lord, we can give to you. That, Lord, we can come and offer our gifts and our sacrifices. And, Lord, you said in your word that you are well pleased with our sacrifice. So, Lord, here today, we give to you. We ask that you will bless each one. Father God, that you will bless every single offering and tithe, whether it be as small as just 50 cents given, or whether it be as large as $5,000 given. Father God, we pray right now that you will bless each and every single gift 
In Jesus' name, bless each giver right now. In your name, amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you so much uh, for your continued partnership in the ministry. I'm going to go ahead and get right into the Word of God here this morning. Um, I was told, I'm not a huge Facebook person, and uh, I don't get into Facebook a whole lot, um, and I was told last week by my Facebook uh, a producer who is uh, even right now behind uh, uh, the camera and, and is doing the whole uh, video uh, projecting uh, thing, um, <clears throat> which I'm not uh, very great at. Uh, I thank God for talented people who are able to uh, do these things for me. Uh, but um, I was told that oftentimes in Facebook, um, you know, the, the, the number of views goes up and down. We had one time there could be 10, the next minute there could be only three. Um, and so the number of views goes up and down. But I appreciate each one of you who, who remains faithful and to, uh, watch us uh, and watch this video. And I believe that God is going to bless you uh, for your uh, commitment still to the church and your commitment to hearing the word of God and worshiping. Uh, with the church. Even though we can't be together as a uh, body, uh, we can still be together as an online body. A, a body of believers connected together online to worship God and to hear what God has to say. I really do truly believe that God has a prophetic word for each one of you watching right here today. And uh, if you would just believe that with me right now, wherever you are, your home couch, your home table, Wherever you are, will you believe that with me? Will you just say with me right now, Father God, I receive the word you have for me today. Amen. If you said that, I believe God. Listen, I believe God is going to speak into your heart. I believe God is going to speak into the word that we're living in. Um, with that being said, let's go right into the book of Mark. The gospel according uh, to Mark. And um, <clears throat> I believe God has a great, a great message for us here today. The Gospel according to Mark. And I want to go to chapter number 11 of the Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 11, verse number 1 of Mark chapter 11. And it says in verse number 1, it says, and when they came nigh to Jerusalem, unto Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples, and saith unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as ye begin to enter it, ye shall find a colt tied, whereon man never sat. Loose him, and bring him. And if any man say to you, why are you doing this? Say ye to the Lord, say ye that the Lord had need of them, and straightway he will send them. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door, without in a place where two ways meet. And they loosed him. And some of them that stood there said to them, why do you loose the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let him go. And they brought the coat to Jesus, and cast their garments on him, and he sat upon him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees, and strawed them in the way. And they went before, and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed the seed that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. We ask for Father God again that you will anoint this message. Holy Spirit, I cannot deliver anything uh, on this video, Lord, that is not of you. So Holy Spirit, I ask now that you will just anoint my words, anoint my lips. Uh, have me to deliver this prophetic message to your people, that, Lord, your church will continue to grow, that, Lord, we will not return to days drinking only milk, 
Father God, we continue to grow and become mature believers of you. Father God, right now we ask this in your name. Today is a very special Sunday that we call Palm Sunday. Usually on this Sunday, uh, we would be here in church in the years past. We would be here in church and there would be you know, thousands of, of, of palm branches uh, throughout the church building. Um, and, and it would be just a, a joyous celebration. Um, and it would be just a, a day in which... You know, everyone would come and we would just be waving these palm branches and we'd be having marches up and down the front and, and the whole entire praise team would be up here. Uh, but by the way, I just want to say thank you to, to my wife, um, those of you watching. Um, I really want to say thank you to my wife for assisting in the praise and, and worship. Um, you know, we, our praise team is not all here to help do all that stuff, but I really appreciate her being able to step in and, and be a part uh, and be able to lead the worship uh, like she has been able to do these past few Sundays during this uh, shelter-in-place um, executive order during the state of Michigan. Um, but I want to get to this message here today, Mark chapter 11. And this is Palm Sunday. And the story of Palm Sunday is the day when Jesus came into the city of Jerusalem. And we find in this story that when Jesus was coming into the city of Jerusalem, he stopped at Mount Olives. Interesting is that was going to be the place we could also ascend into heaven just a few weeks after this. And it's also going to be the time and the same place where he is going to come again at his second coming. And he is going to stand on Mount Olives. But he came to this place called Mount of Olives. And he is about to make his way into Jerusalem. But he told a couple of his disciples. He said, I want you to go because there's going to be a cult that's going to be tied up in the village just over against you. I want you to go to that village, you're going to find a coat tied up, and you're going to bring that coat to me. Now, it's interesting that the scripture here goes into a great deal about this coat. It would be pretty amazing Even as it was that Jesus would sit upon this colt, which was a baby donkey, a young donkey, to sit on this donkey and ride into Jerusalem, and everybody praises and worships him, and that would be a wonderful thing, a fantastic thing. That would be a glorious event, that in and of by itself. But as I was <clears throat> praying this past few weeks about Palm Sunday, the Lord revealed this to me. That... What makes this an even greater testimony of the Lord's power and the Lord's grace is that this was a cult that all of all four Gospels, as, they, as each four represents this story, and each four has different little things that they add or subtract to this story, yet all four of them make a point to say that the cult was a cult whereupon no man has ever sat before. Meaning that this was an untamed donkey. This is not a donkey that had already been ridden. This is not a donkey that had already been trained and brought up to know how to properly behave when somebody sits on it. No, this is an untamed cult. A young donkey, a baby donkey, that's already going to be more wild and more rambunctious. I bet a lot of parents don't want to stay where I'm going yet right there. Some of you have your kids staying at home with you right now because of schools being shut down and everything. A lot of your parents are probably saying, yeah, I know how it is with young ones who can get very wild and rambunctious and they can get kind of crazy at times. And sure enough, this was a young donkey, a colt. 
something and you see what the Lord is revealing is that Jesus is still calling a wild and rambunctious generation. Oh yes, we are living in a generation right now that can be identified with this cult. In fact, we see in the book of Matthew, when the book of Matthew uh, uh, tells this story, we see the book of Matthew goes on to say that there was actually the mother donkey with the cult. And the mother donkey and the cult were both brought to Jesus. But Jesus sat upon the cult. He called forth this young generation. I'm calling to the church this morning. I'm saying, it doesn't matter if you are young or old. Jesus is still calling this generation. He is calling a generation that has been untamed. And that is the kind of generation I believe we are living in right now. An untamed generation. A generation that has gone wild. You know, it's amazing how we have a generation today that has just gone wild with the wars. Untamed with the wars. In fact, right now, some of you watching me on Facebook, this is the Holy Spirit telling me this prophetically, some of you might not watch me on Facebook, you have other tabs open that show pornography. Right now, God is speaking and He's saying, look at this, you have holy stuff on one tab and you got pornography on another tab. We have, this generation has become a wild, untamed generation that cannot even control its own self. In fact, we're seeing this more and more, even as we get into this uh, sheltered in place and everything, and, and we're seeing that the government is having to tell everybody how to properly behave during this pandemic because people just don't know how to control themselves. Because we're living in an untamed, wired generation. We're living in an untamed generation that, 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 that needs somebody else to help guide and direct it. We're living in a generation that is looking to the government for more answers. That is looking to politicians and institutions to help them in their daily life as we go through this journey of this uh, pandemic that we're in. But let me say this to the church today. Jesus is still calling the wild and untamed generation. Jesus is still calling this generation. And he's saying to you, come unto me, I will use you. Come unto me, I will sit on you. Come unto me, I want to be a part. I want to use you and to use your talents and your giftings and your abilities in order to bring about my praise on the earth. I want to use you in order to bring about my glory on the earth. I want to use even the young, the wild, the untamed, that the unwillingness to know what to do and to know where to go. I'm going to use this generation in order to bring about my glory. Can I just say to the church at large watching me on Facebook today, God is about to bring forth His glory on this world like we've never seen before. God is about to bring a new demonstration of His glory and of His praise and His praise is about to be over across the face of the earth. We shall see it with all and I'm telling you right now, God is getting ready to call a young generation to come out of it, of it standing in the middle of two ways, of two roads, just standing there, not knowing which way to go. But God is about to come to you right now, right where you are, even in your living room, even in your kitchen, no matter where you are, God is about to come to you and pull you out and say, I am going to use you for my glory. Oh, it's amazing to me that this young donkey, that as soon as no one ever sat on this donkey before, no one ever rode this donkey before, he was unridden, he was untamed. But oh, see, most donkeys like that, the second somebody tries to even get a hold of them or tries to even grab them and tries to keep them in mind, those donkeys will immediately try to fuck you. They immediately try to kick you off and, and run away from you. They're untamed. 
But I want you to see this. When that cult came to Jesus, the Bible just simply says that Jesus sat on it. That donkey didn't buck him off. That, that little tiny cult didn't, didn't try to shake him off. Didn't try to run away from Jesus. Oh, can I say to the church watching me right now, what we need more than another stimulus package is Jesus. What we need more than another uh, government handout is Jesus. What we need more than another cure for another virus or this coronavirus is Jesus. What we need more is Jesus. Why? Because Jesus can take what is wired and untamed and he can cause it to be used for his glory. There's somebody here when I'm preaching this morning. I'm telling you that God is getting ready to do something great for his glory's sake. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. Can you just take a moment right now where you're sitting and just lift up a hand just when you say, Jesus, I need you. Come on, right now, wherever you are, you're sitting in your living room, your hall, your houses. Maybe you're in the car watching, you're maybe at Burger King watching, or at McDonald's watching, or you're someplace with free Wi-Fi, whatever the case may be. Just lift up a hand right now and say, I need Jesus. I need more of Jesus. I need more of Jesus. We need Jesus in this generation. Because only Jesus can tame what is wild. Only Jesus can take what is out of control and bring it into control. Or oh, you see that today we, we have presidents and governors who don't know how to, who don't, they don't even know what next direction to take because everything just seems to be out of control. But I came out and let you know there is nothing out of control in the hands of Jesus. When Jesus gets his hands on it, there's nothing that is out of control. Jesus has control over everything. That's why the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and all the furnace thereof. Jesus has everything under control. And we saw that Jesus sat upon this colt and he, he went, and as he was making his way into Jerusalem, we see that the Bible says in the book of Mark that, that multitudes came and began to worship him. But I want to show you three things that they did as they began to praise him and worship him. It says in verse number 8, I'm sorry, verse number 7. And they brought the coat to Jesus and cast their garments on him and he sat upon him. Verse number 8. And many spread their garments in the way. See, this is the very first act of worship that they did. They spread their garments in the way. This represents a very sacrificial worship. A sacrificial praise. They were willing to take their garments, their mantles, their cloaks, and they were willing to take them off and to literally throw them on the ground and throw them on the way as Jesus was to come by. They began to throw off all their garments. Why? Because they were sacrificing themselves. To, they, they, they were sacrificing all of their possessions. They were sacrificing all of their material gain in order to show Jesus, Jesus, we worship you. We praise you. We recognize you as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I came by to let you know today that what Jesus is looking for in a church that is ready to see the glory of God come through in this next generation, that what God is looking for is a church that is willing to offer up a sacrifice of praise. I'm not just talking about a praise that you can do anyway. I'm talking about a sacrifice of praise. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 that we are the offer of the God a sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of worship. To give him a sacrifice. Oh, I know sometimes it's hard to give God. See, this is what a sacrifice of praise is. It's to give God the praise even when it's hard. 
It's to give God, a, it's, it's to worship God even when things are difficult. Even when the money ain't coming in because you just got laid off from your job. Even when things ain't looking so well because some family members have gotten sick. Even when things ain't going so well because you're stuck at home because of all that's going on in the world around you. I'm, calling, I'm saying to the church today that if you want to see the glory of God in your house, in your family, in the community, in the world that we're living in, it's time to throw off the God a sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of praise. To praise him even when it's not easy to do, to do so. To worship him when you just don't feel like Sacrifice to worship. See, the Bible says we are to praise Him in the morning when the sun comes up and to the going down of the same. His name is to be praised from the morning all the way into the evening. We are to give God praise. Look at the next thing that they did. They, 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 they offered him a sacrificial praise, but then look what else they did. It says, and others cut down branches off the trees. Now, I want you to catch this with me. Jesus was already moving. Jesus was already moving towards Jerusalem. He was already on the donkey. He was already on the coat. He was already on the move. Oh, can I just say to the church watching me right now, God is on the move. Oh, I know, I know that we're all stuck at home and we're all just kind of seeing days go by so slowly and all of this stuff. And, and, and we just don't know quite what's going on, but I came out to let you know God is still on the move. Even if you can't see it in your home or see what's going on, God is on the move. God is still moving in this generation. He's still moving in this community, in this city, in this state, in your house, upon your family, upon your children. God. God is on the move. But while God was still on the move was when these men decided to cut down branches in order to praise God. You know what that tells me? It tells me that this was an unprepared praise. This was an unprepared praise. In other words, they, they didn't already have the branches cut and ready to go. They didn't, they, they didn't say, you know what, I think Jesus might be coming by this way in a couple days. So let me go ahead and get some branches ready for it. Let me go ahead and make sure that, the, that all the leaves are the right color. And again, only the brown, the, the green ones. There's not really brown palm trees. We want the green palm trees. I gotta make sure I cut down the right ones. I gotta make sure I, I make sure that the, the stem is, is well cut and, and is well ready to hold with my hand. Right? You see, you see, church, we're living in a day and age where I believe so much of our praise and worship is just prepared and rehearsed kind of praise. And, and, and that's the only Well, you know what, Pastor? I, 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 I'm just not in the right frame of mind right now to praise God. I'm just, you know what? I'm not really in the right atmosphere. My home is not the right atmosphere for me to praise God. For me to sing songs to God. I, I can't do that at home because it's just not part of I need to go someplace else. So, so I can't praise God today because I'm not in the right atmosphere. Well, I can't, I can't sing glory to God because you know what? I'm just not, I just don't have the right attitude today. Let me say to you today, hallelujah, that it doesn't matter what kind of attitude you're in, the minute you begin to praise and worship God, your attitude will change. I'm telling you what, right now, you want an attitude change? Just begin to praise and worship God. You want to change your mindset? Just begin to praise and worship I'm telling you, from the first moment you open your mouth to begin to sing songs of praise unto God, there will be an immediate change, an immediate disposition change in your body that will come over you. Hallelujah. Somebody hand me this morning. See, they didn't bring to God on that Palm Sunday a well-rehearsed, praise. 
Oh, I got nothing wrong with choirs and, and praise teams coming and practicing and, and making sure that, that, that they're sounding good and, and that everything is kind of in order for when we are doing public worship and, and public displays and, and choirs and shows and presentations. But what about when you first wake up in the morning? See, God's not looking for you. God's not looking for your best when you praise Him. God's just looking for your praise. God just wants your worship. God desires to hear you call upon His name and worship Him in spirit and in truth. Look at the third thing about praise. It says, and they spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees, and then they strawed them in the way. I want you to catch what that means. When it says, when they strawed them in the way, this means that they took the palm branches, they took that unprepared praise, that, that unrehearsed praise, and they went before Jesus. They went before him. And they were seeing the way in which he was going to go. And they went before him and they laid down the branches before him in the way that he was to go. And they laid it down on the ground so that Jesus could go by and be on top of their praise. They literally laid down their praise where Jesus was to go. Can I say something to you this morning? It's time for us to realize that God wants us to praise Him in advance. It's time to go before God. It's time to go before Him and say, you know what? I want God in my situation. I want God in this part of my life. I want God to come and abide in this area. So therefore, I'm going to praise Him in advance. I'm going to praise Him even before I need the miracle. I'm going to praise Him for the miracle. Even before I need the financial breakthrough, I'm going to praise him for the financial breakthrough. I'm going to lay down my praise though I want God to abide in. I'm going to lay down my praise though I want God to come over. Hallelujah. Somebody here what I'm preaching to you this morning. They strong their praise before him. Praise him in advance. Praise him in advance. Oh, I know, saints, we're living in this uh, horrible situation of, of, of pandemic. There's this horrible coronavirus thing. But can I just say to you right now, God is looking to the church to begin to praise Him right now for the outcome that is going to come from this, for the, for the victory that you're going to receive, for the deliverance that is going to be yours in Jesus' name. I need somebody out there in Facebook land to give me a shout out hallelujah right now. See, I'm not used to doing this whole Facebook thing, this whole live stream thing, because I'm used to having a lot of feedback from my congregation. I'm used to people shouting amen, hallelujah. So if you're out there on Facebook, then go ahead and comment that, so I can know that you are actually watching and hearing. And give me a mighty shout of hallelujah. Give me a mighty shout of amen. Give me a mighty shout of praise God. Because I want you to hear me, saints, today, that right now God is getting ready to say, I'm, I'm about to pour out my glory upon all flesh. I'm about to pour out my glory upon all of the people. That's what it says in George chapter 2, verse 20. He says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I will pour out my glory upon all flesh. I'm about to pour out my, that's what it says in the book of Hosea, too. It even says that, that he's about to show in the last days, he's going to have his glory shown over all the earth. Hallelujah. I want, you to, I want you to hear me saints today. It's time to praise. Listen, listen. There's going to be a deliverance for your house. There's going to be a deliverance from this coronavirus. I know all doom and gloom is being spoken right now in the world and in the media, but I came by to speak something else. I came by to speak life into you because the Bible says that he came to give life and that more abundantly. The Bible says that he came to give grace, grace that supplies all of your needs. I came by to let you know that he came by to destroy death and death over your house, death over your family, death over all of those 
the Lord. Come on, I'm here to preach to somebody here watching me right now and to prophesy over your family right now. And I'm about to say that God is still on control. He's still in control. There is no wild donkey that can come and buck God off, off of what he's doing. There is no young coat that can come. There is no young virus that can come and begin to shake God off of his plans and purposes over your life and over what his destiny is for the church of Jesus Christ. Is somebody hear me right now this morning? I came by to let you know that God is still in control. He is still on the throne. He is still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He has been risen from the dead at his right hand and now at the right hand of the throne of God the Father. And he is in charge. And this coronavirus, this pandemic, all of the struggles around you, financial poverties, all of it. If you will simply give me a sacrifice of praise. Just praise me all the time. Doesn't have to be well rehearsed. And then praise me in advance. I'm on the move, say the Lord. I'm on the move. I'm on the move with deliverance. I'm on the move with healing in my in my wings. I'm on the move with victory. And two edges sword out my mouth. I'm on the move. And they went before. Verse number nine of our key text, it says they went before and they followed and they cried saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Look at that word Hosanna. See that word Hosanna is, 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 an Aramaic, is an Aramaic word, which simply means save now. Save now. They actually was quoting from Psalm 118, which is a messianic psalm. A psalm that talks about the coming of the Messiah. See, all the people that were praising him that day, they were not just, you know, dumb animals. They actually knew the scriptures. They knew the, they knew the word of God. They were singing the Bible back to God. They were singing scripture back to God. They were singing Psalms 118. Save now and show us thy glory. Save now. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Oh, I want to tell you, saints, today, that what they were looking for was the Messiah to come at that moment and deliver them from all the affliction they were under. They were looking for the Messiah to right then show up and to kick out all the enemies. The enemy being the Roman Empire. Soldiers, guards. They were looking for some great redeemer to come and to take care of it all. How many of you are the victims that would, would love to see Jesus come right now and just take care of it all? We would love to just see Jesus come right now, break down the eastern sky, just show up right now with all of this struggles and conflicts and trials that we're in right now. All of this pandemic that we're under right now, it just he would just take care of it. So that's what they wanted. And so they would say, Hosanna, save us now. Hosanna, save now, save now, save now. But little did they know that it was not going to be his time. It was not going to be the time for Jesus to come and literally remove all the enemies, remove all of the plagues, all of the trials, all the struggles, and set up his kingdom. It was not the time. And so that's why we find these same multitudes of people who were shouting, Hosanna! On Palm Sunday. On Thursday. They were shouting, crucify, crucify. These same people who were waving palm branches on Palm Sunday became the same people on Friday lifting and waving their fists, shouting, death, 
because they did not get what they wanted when they wanted it. They wanted a Messiah to show up and immediately take care of things. Hosanna, save now, right now, save now. That's what the book really means. Hosanna, save right now. And Jesus said, no, it's not my time. It's not time. It's not time. It's not time. It's not time. I said lots of people shout Hosanna all throughout the previous centuries. They shouted Hosanna all throughout the, the, the Middle Ages. They shouted Hosanna during Martin Luther and his time uh, setting up the Lutheran Church. They shouted Hosanna in the beginning of the Pentecostal uh, era with Azusa Street. They shouted Hosanna, come, stay now, come, stay now. All the while, it has not been time. It has not been time. It has not been time. I came by the, that this church know watching me right now on Facebook land. I'm not here to say that right now is the very time. I'm just here to simply say that that right, I truly believe that God is about to come. I truly believe that we are coming into that day and age, those last days, where we could be seeing the return of Jesus Christ. And if there's ever a time, it was awesome to shout Hosanna during the, the, the Palm Sunday celebration of Jesus riding on a donkey. He did not stop them from shouting Hosanna. Did you see that? Even though it wasn't his time, he didn't stop them. In fact, in the Luke's account of this story, when the Pharisees came and said, you need to stop them, Jesus said, no, 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 I'm not going to stop them because if they don't, then the rocks are going to cry out. He didn't stop them from shouting Hosanna. He didn't stop them from shouting Hosanna during Martin Luther and the, and the rise uh, of the Lutheran Church of Evangelicalism. He didn't stop them from shouting Hosanna during the Zuzer Street and the Pentecostal reawakening. He didn't stop them from shouting Hosanna all throughout the centuries. And I came out to let you know that he didn't stop us from shouting Hosanna because why? Because he is coming back soon. He is coming back one day the same mountain that he was there. Hosanna, Hosanna, save now, save now. Listen, Jesus is coming back, and it's time for the church to praise him, just as these people did. Jesus Christ is coming back. I'm going to get very personal with everyone on Facebook right now. And I'm just going to pour out my heart to you. I believe I look so strong. That this needs to be a wake-up call for the church. Oh, sure, we've had choirs. Oh, sure, we've had good praise teams. And, you know, I, I thank God for ministries like Hear Songs and Hear Songs United and, and One Call to Worship and, and Bethel Church and all these other worship teams and praise teams. I, I thank God for some of the, the great music uh, singers out there that are, you know, doing Christian songs, you know, uh, Thomas and, and Lauren Dager and... And all the rest of them, you know, when I grew up, it was the Newsboys and, and DC Talk. And, and I, I thank God for, you know, Sammy, Daddy, Amy, God. I, I thank God for, for all the Christian music that has come out and, and trying to inspire people to praise Him and worship Him. But I believe that now is the time. I believe that this is a wake-up call to the church. The psalmist said, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, his name is to be praised. See, right now, right, as, I, as, I, as I close, 
question is simple. We can't come into the church. We can't come in and, and see the whole praise team and the whole praise band and, and get all excited and worship. I mean, we can't, can't come into the church. All we're hearing all over the media is doom and gloom. Causes us to feel depressed and downtrodden. But I still believe Jesus is coming. And we gotta start praising him in advance. Praise him in advance. This is just this is just my heart. I'm not very good with this whole Facebook live thing. So I don't know how to properly say this over a digital divide. But if I can just somehow pour out my heart to you and say to all of you watching, will you praise God right now where you are? But you just begin to lift up a hand. Listen, I know we're late to church, but God's looking for an unrehearsed praise. He's looking for a people who are just willing to cut, even though he's on the move right now, just ready to cut down the palm branches right now, ready to cut down the, 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 the praise right now, and just begin, to, just begin to praise him right now where you are. Right now, if you're sitting at home, sitting on your couch, sitting on your lazy boy, whatever it might be, just begin to praise God right now. It doesn't even have to be a, a, a song that you know. Just begin to sing to the Lord a new song. You can just begin to sing to the Lord, glory, hallelujah. You can just do what these people did and just shout the name Hosanna. Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. Come and save me now. Come and save me now. Because here's what I believe. I believe that if we begin to praise him, that's when that's when all that's when his salvation is released and his deliverance is released. When we begin to praise him and worship him, when we begin to lift up a shout of glory unto his name, all of a sudden his deliverance is released over our lives. There's an old song that I do when I was growing up. So I usually have a praise leader. When I do these kinds of altar calls, I have them come up and I have them help me sing. Because for those of you watching on Facebook, if you don't know me, you know, you, you come to know that, that this pastor can't sing with a lick. I try to sing, but I, I just can't. It's, it's not one of my gifts. I'm extremely tone deaf. But I remember growing up, and growing up as a young kid, and going to church, we used to sing a song that went something like this. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him till the sun goes down. I'm going to praise Him. Praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him, praise Him, I'll praise Him till the sun goes down. That's what God's looking for right there in your home. It's a very simple song, very easy lyrics. I believe all of you, if you can memorize the lyrics to, uh, you, know, you know, God Bless America, or even the, uh, uh, the lyrics to uh, uh, National Anthem, I, you can memorize the lyrics of that song. Very simple. Just praise Him, praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him till the sun goes down. Oh. I believe if the church will simply take that call. See, that's the call. That's the challenge. This is the call to the church in this last days. Praise Him. Praise Him. I'll praise Him in the morning when I wake up. I'll praise Him in the noontime. I'll praise Him. I'll praise Him. 
I'll praise until the sun goes down. Will you praise the Lord? Praise Him. That's just my heart to you. This is this is the season we're living in. And here is the prophetic telling that I want to share with you. Jesus was saying, "Listen, this is not quite my time yet to set up my kingdom." But I believe that the time is soon coming when he is going to set up his kingdom. He is going to save now and show his glory. Will you be among the praisers standing out front waving the palm branches? Will you be among the multitude Shouting Hosanna, or will you be among the Pharisees, the religious folks, who were saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's not say stuff. Let's not let's not sing songs that that doesn't really make any sense. Let's not really let's not really get too emotional here." I, I don't know about you, but I can't get more emotional than this. I can't get any more emotional. I, I, I need to get more emotional because I see that, that God is, I see the time that we're living in and I can see that God is coming back soon. If I could sing, goodness sakes, if I could sing, I would be driving down every single street, every single street and every single town I could get to with the car window low down. And I'd just be singing high praises on the God. If I could sing, <laughs> there wouldn't be enough video on Facebook. There wouldn't be enough video on YouTube to cover the amount of praise I would do. Church, this is I'm going to close with this and I'm done. Psalm 149. Psalms 149 says this. It says, Praise ye the Lord. This is the call to the church. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation. Of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Can I just say right now, you are the children of Zion. We are the children of Zion. The city of praise. Verse 3. Let them praise his name in the dance. It's okay, church. Let's go ahead and dance before the Lord. Oh, I know. Maybe you don't feel like dancing in this season right now, but I can't bother to let you know. It's time to start dancing. It's time to start dancing before the Lord. Because deliverance, his salvation is now. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbre and the harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meat with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And a two-edged sword in their hand. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Hallelujah. I want to close right now. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who watched, to all those who stayed and listened to this, to me just pouring out my heart to the church. Father God, may we not be ashamed of our praise. Father God, we know that you are coming back. So Lord, right now, I lift up Hosanna to you. Hosanna, blessed are you, O Lord as you come 
in the name of the Lord. Come, O Heavenly Father. Come. Come into the midst of my praise. Come into the midst of my worship. I am, uh, if you've been touched by this, will you just comment a little bit and just again put it on there, you know, maybe what, you know, maybe how has praise and worship affected your life? How has praise and worship impacted your uh, life as, as you go through this? Throughout the week, even, uh, comment and, and, and you know, comment uh, Redemption Place on Facebook and just you know, I, I challenge you this week. I know this is going to be a very sad week. We're going to hear a lot more sad reports. We're going to hear sad reports from the president. We're going to hear sad reports from our governor. We're going to hear sad reports of more people dying. But praise him. Praise him in spite of it all. And just comment back on that. Um... <clears throat> Be a part of us uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday night, uh, I would be doing a live stream, um, and I would be doing a live stream on the Passover meal, Wednesday night, because Wednesday is Passover, um, and so I'll be doing a live stream on the Passover meal, um, I'm going to talk about all the different elements of Passover, um, this Wednesday is Passover, so uh, we're going to worship, uh, we're going to discuss Passover. Friday, I'm going to be doing a, 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 another live stream on the uh, six hours uh, that can change your life. So it's going to be a short half an hour uh, word of, of encouragement to all of you. Um, so be here uh, on Facebook, uh, Redemption Place, Friday night, 7 p.m. as I share another uh, word of encouragement. Six hours that can change your life. That's going to be the message. Um, and then next Sunday, Easter Sunday. Uh, we're still not able to come into the church, but but you will find us right here on Facebook uh, as we uh, worship God uh, and thank Him for His resurrection. So God bless you. I love you. God loves you. Go with